superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined on this Friday morning by my two good friends, Pat Fitzmorris and Derek Brown. And fellas, we are previewing week 10 here into the second half of the 2023 NFL season. We are going through, as we always do on Fridays, our key questions for every single matchup on the slate. There are four teams on by, so not quite as bad as some of these by Mageddon's we've had, you know, at least once already this year, and we're going to have again later this year. But we do have four very important teams on by. It's the Chiefs, it's the Rams, it's the Dolphins, it's the Eagles. That is a lot of good players. So hopefully we can kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel for everybody and find some good players to start in their lineups instead of those stars on those teams. We will start with the final international game of the season in Germany. We've got the Colts at the Patriots. Matchup previews. Absolutely banner slate of uh, primetime games this weekend, he said sarcastically. (laughs) Uh, And this one is just about the worst international (laughs) game we've got this year. Like I said, Colts at Patriots. My key question here, and Fitz, I'll start with you. Will Ramondre Stevenson's 64-yard touchdown last week spark a second-half bounce back for this disappointing running back? Oh, maybe. Um, Kind of a mixed outlook, I think, for Ramondre here with, um, well, on one hand, he has not had more than 10 carries in a game in five straight games. So they have offloaded a lot of the rushing duties to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, But on the other hand, the passing game usage has been pretty encouraging lately. In his last four games, Ramondre has 22 targets, 17 catches, 128 receiving yards and the schedule is actually pretty favorable for Ramondre down the stretch Colts bye week Giants Chargers Steelers Chiefs Broncos Bills the Chiefs are really the only tough run game matchup there so um I'm tentatively optimistic but I don't know if we're going to see um the Ramondre we saw in 2022 where he was RB11 for the season RB8 from week 3 on Right now, he's like RB20. I'm optimistic he can get into um, maybe high-end RB2 value, like RB14, 15. Um, but as far as as a repeat of last year, probably not. Debro, where do you have Ramondre this week? I believe he's RB18 and half PPR in the expert consensus rankings. Are you thinking that this you know 60-yard touchdown is maybe a sign of things to come this week and beyond? Or are we still kind of, uh, you know, as, as we talked about on the Thursday show, waving the white flag a bit on Ramondre? I've got him as a low-end RB2. I'm a little bit below consensus. There's just some guys in that range. Like, I have Gus Edwards over him. I have Alexander Madison. I have Najee Harris over him. So... I think that somewhere in the mid to low RB2 range this week is appropriate for Mondre. There's just a few guys that I like. And, I mean, we're hoping that Mondre bounces back, guys. I mean, Pat talked about the 
the schedule here. The other thing that, I, that I've been waiting for the entire season for him is to see some type of life, a spark, a pulse, if you will, out of his tackle-breaking metrics because they have been, I mean, bottom of the barrel, terrible all year, bottom five, bottom 10, and basically everything you look at. So over the last two weeks, and I wrote this up in the primer, like 5.3 explosive run rate, 21% missed tackles forced per attempt. Those are encouraging numbers. So maybe with that in the softer matchups, we do see Mondre bounce back a little bit. I just don't know how far he bounces back. I don't think it's all the way back, but I'm with Fitz. High-end RB2? If he does continue this and has like another breakaway touchdown this week, there's a very good chance I won't see it because I cannot promise to get up at 7.30 a.m. to watch this game. It is uh Okay, sets alarm, text swarm at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. um, done. Yeah. Looking, okay, got look, it. Mountain time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Looking forward to mm-hmm. that one. Uh, this, of course, is our key questions show. And there are always fun questions around the NFL this time of year. Like, who are the pretenders? Who are the contenders? We're now more than halfway through the NFL season. Again, hard to believe. But DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer. For every game day this November, the Week 10 slate doesn't look amazing, but there are still nine games with a spread of three and a half points or less on DraftKings, so there should be tons of close finishes this week. Plus, I cannot wait to watch C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow go head-to-head in Cincy in my favorite game of the week. Even though the Bengals are laying six and a half points against the Texans, I think that's going to be a super fun game. However you guys plan to bet that one, get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Fellas, we'll move into the early afternoon slate here on Sunday in week 10. And we'll start in that slate with Browns at Ravens, two best defenses in football, AFC North matchup. It's a rematch from a game we already saw in week four. The Ravens completely dominated the Browns in that week four matchup. But this time around, Deshaun Watson will actually be under center for Cleveland. How much of a difference will he make compared to the first matchup, Debra? Um, not much. (laughs) I mean, if you look at all of his passing metrics, he's in that mid QB two tier, like anywhere from 18th to 25th. And basically everything you look at passing grades, yards per attempt and Well, obviously, yes, I'm I'm being a little bit hyperbolic here. He is an upgrade over DTR as far as quarterback play and things like that. But to be honest, this is a game where I think Watson and this entire Cleveland passing attack just gets mauled 
by the Baltimore Ravens secondary. They've been playing out of their minds. Marlon Humphrey, the longer we get into the season, the better he's looking. Brandon Stevens has been amazing. So for a defense that over the last few weeks, second fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, not a lot of hope this week, man. Not a lot. Yeah, Debro, I think you might be an upgrade over DTR at the quarterback position oh, wow, after huh. seeing you during man. our flag football uh, competition oh, the last two right. trip. Um, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate the respect you're giving to this cannon right here, Worm. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting that on the show. Well, you, but well, you were you, a sir. teammate. We were on team. Are we South together? Is that what we were technically listed as? Yep. That, team uh, South, yeah, we're baby. Team, South, team right. South. I won the most accurate competition when we had that, uh, you know, at the last team trip. So I just want to point that out in Dallas. I was the most accurate thrower of the football of anybody at Fantasy Pros. Fitz. You know, looking at this matchup, I remember back in week four when we were previewing this game, we weren't sure that Deshaun was going to miss yet. And I remember saying to you guys that I thought he was going to really struggle against this Ravens defense because this is the type of defense that I think is just going to put him in a blender and that Deshaun is really going to struggle with. He has looked so uncomfortable operating a passing offense, even when he's contributed to your teams with fantasy points this year. It's been on the backs of like throwing touchdown passes off the helmets of defenders and then Amari Cooper happens to catch it. So I know he is better than DTR, obviously, but I'm not sure how much that's going to matter. What do you think? Yeah, and in fairness to Dorian Thompson Robinson, like that was a surprise start. I don't think he knew he was playing in that game like as late as what Friday or something. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to cut the kid a little bit of slack. I still think he has a decent NFL future. Um, Yeah, like I'm mildly encouraged that I thought Deshaun Watson's shoulder looked okay on uh, his throws last week. Like I I watched a cut up of some of his throws because I wasn't really focused on that game. On Sunday, but um, I, I thought the shoulder looked sound. But yeah, like the Ravens are such a tough matchup. As Debro said, the secondary's been playing great. Um, opponents have a way of like not functioning offensively when they go into Baltimore Worm. As you know, I mean, I think we've seen nine of the Ravens' last 10 home games play under the Vegas total. And that's more a function of the opposing offenses than the Ravens themselves. Um, so yeah, I'm not wildly optimistic about Deshaun Watson. I, I think maybe what would salvage a fantasy game, a decent fantasy performance for him, if anything, is if he just tucks it and runs when he's under duress. Um, so like that, that's maybe his one out as a uh, fantasy performer. But all in all, I think probably most people are not going to start him this week. Patty, where do you got him ranked this week? Because I've got him in like the doldrums of like low end QB two. Like yeah, I've got twenty Mayfield. I got Levis over him. Same. Where do you have him sitting at? Like twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, I've, and honestly, I've got him at eighteen. It still feels a little bit rich. Like I think I need to bump him down even farther. Yeah, Fitz. I asked both Debra and Erickson this on yesterday's show, but. Uh, I have oh. to de- I have to decide between Deshaun Watson and Jordan Love in a Superflex league a great this question week. Question for a Packers guy: who, who who would you start between those two? <laughs> I think I'd start Love actually. The deep sigh, you know, he was going to go the, Love. He had look, a deep sigh. Well, I mean, it's definitely not a Homer thing. Like I'm no Jordan Love stand, no, no. but uh, the the Steelers secondary, other than Joey Porter, is is not great, especially if I, like. Yep. Worth worth noting that Marlon Humphrey did leave practice early on Thursday, so we'll see kind of later on today what the reports look like, but might have had a small injury pop-up. We'll see. Um, he was just limited. 
Uh, while we're still on this game, it's a perfect opportunity to talk about this year's Fantasy Over-Under Challenge presented by Betting Pros. Each week, the guys will be making over-under picks for 10 different players for how many fantasy points we expect them to score. Submit your picks at fantasypros.com challenge to play along with the guys so you don't miss out on the chance to win awesome prizes. One of these, this week's players is Keaton Mitchell coming off of his explosive breakout game. Now, he also appeared on the injury report on Thursday with, I think it was a hamstring issue. So let's operate under the assumption that he does play and is full go because, you know, that's all we can do at this point as of Friday morning. His line is set at just eight fantasy points against the Browns coming off of his huge game. Do we think he goes over or under eight fantasy points against Cleveland? Fitz, what do you think? I'm going to go under. I just don't um, believe that he has yet earned a prominent enough place in that backfield rotation to um, go over that total. He'd need to bust a long touchdown run for that to happen, and he's going against a really good defense, so I'm kind of pessimistic. Debra? No, I'm the undertaker. Easy under. You could set the line at six points, and I'd still take the under. All right, let's move to the game I mentioned earlier, Texans at Bengals. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, are you guys tempering expectations for the Bengals offense and Joe Burrow, given the injuries being nursed by both Jamar Chase and now T Higgins was ruled out yesterday? Fitz, what do you make of the offense in this one? Oh, man, um, Burrow is playing so well, uh, like it kind of encourages me all of a sudden, like I might be looking to get Tyler Boyd into DFS lineups uh, this weekend. And uh, Jamar Chase, like I think he's going to play like we saw that big spill he took high pointing a ball like no doubt he's been sore this week after the the crash landing he had on Sunday night but um you know I'm I'm still pretty optimistic just cuz Burrow has been on fire lately looking 100% physically healthy no issues with the calf so um you know like if it's if it's not T Higgins I just think it's going to be more for Chase more for Boyd plenty for Joe Mixon Heck, maybe we even uh, mix in a little Trenton Irwin this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> D- Diva, how are you approaching this uh, Bengals offense given the state of the receivers' health? I love that Patty just uh, beat me to the punch with that. I think th- I think the answer to the question is uh, deeply Trenton Irwin uh, streaming because uh, we've seen in iterations of this offense, not only just this year but in previous years, whenever he's gotten a chance, like. Burrow has no problems hyper-targeting him. So I agree with Pat. I think that Chase plays. So we're probably looking at, I mean, come on, guys. What what, what do we set the line at? 13 Chase targets? Is that too low Mm. this week? I mean, if because the the other part of this is Houston has been very good. Tavaria Thomas is still one of the best slot corners in the the NFL. So I think this is probably a low-key, like, game from Tyler Boyd. So more targets for Jamar Chase and Trenton Irwin and... This ugh, disgusting tight end rotation we saw out of since they literally played three guys. They went full L.A. Uh, Chargers. They went full Seattle Seahawks on us. And it's like I, I walked into this week with some aspirations of writing up Irv Smith or somebody else for the primer. And then I looked at the usage and I was like, well, never mind. Not doing that. Mm-mm. So I think that they could still get it done. Not even talking about Joe Mixon in the passing game, which Houston does give up uh, receiving production to running backs. So I think Burrow will be fine. He'll find a way to get it done. But outside of these other guys, it's going to feed Jamar Chase because I think he plays and the rest of them. It's kind of pick your poison. 
Let's go to another betting pros over under challenge here. You know, I had to ask about CJ Stroud coming off of his ridiculous Ooh, game baby. last week to win it against Tampa Bay. One of the greatest games a rookie quarterback has ever had, quite frankly. Uh, his line this week is set at exactly 20 fantasy points against Lou Anarumo and the Bengals defense. How will he follow up his amazing performance from last week? Fitz, what do you make of Stroud this week? I'm going to go under. I mean, Stroud is really good, but uh, Nico Collins' availability might be somewhat in doubt. We know that Robert Woods probably isn't going to play. Um, and and really, the Texans have been sort of average as far as run-pass splits. Like, they haven't been especially pass-heavy, except for last week against the pass-funnel Buccaneers defense. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go under. It's kind of a tall order. Um, as good as Stroud is, like, I just don't know if he's going to throw enough to get there. Debro over or under 20 fantasy points. <sighs> I'm going to take the over here. And the reason I'll, I'll go over is because Tank Dell has been balling and he's their deep threat. And I wrote this up in the primer. If you look at Cincinnati secondary, which has been extremely good all year over the last few weeks, they have shown a few ways where you can beat them. One of those being with deep passing. And we the other part about this is Anarumo's defense over multiple seasons gives up a ton of production to tight ends. So deep passing and tight ends. So even with Nico Collins out, um, we do see that like, look, Noah Brown's going to play. Maybe we see a little John Mechie cameo, Xavier Hutchinson, my dude, um, get into this game if Nico is out. I, I'm still a Hutch believer, so I'm not saying that he's Nico quality, but I think that he can be solid enough for for Stroud here. I, I'm still going to take the over. I know it's more of a thinner bet with Nico possibly out, but willing to say that we can still get fireworks out of this game. Our multi-league assistant makes juggling multiple leagues easier than ever. Head to fantasypros.com slash playbook to get expert advice for all your teams in one spot so you can dominate every league every week. Let's move to another really interesting game, 49ers at Jaguars. Uh, obviously, the 49ers have lost their last three games heading into the Week 9 bye. They haven't scored more than 17 points in a game since Week 5, kind of shockingly. Can the offense get back on track against a Jacksonville team that has won five straight and has an underrated defense? Debra, what do you think? I think it can. I think uh, with, and we're projecting that De uh, Debo Samuel comes back this week. I think he is the skeleton key that can help this offense hum again. You look at his role, you look at, and I wrote this up in the primer, you look at um, the type of coverages that the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have, or at least that they've rolled out there, a lot of too high. Debo eats that alive his target share bumps up his yards per route run air yard share all these different things so you marry that with also brandon Ayuk and stuff i think this is a more of a down game for cmc although he will still be extremely active in the passing game jacksonville gives up a lot of receptions to running backs i think this is a get right game for the 49ers def uh, offense excuse me fitz what do you make of san francisco given everything we've seen from them out of the last month I think they'll break out. Um, we've had an extra week for Kyle Shanahan to get out his toolbox, get underneath the hood, and uh, tinker around and do some fine-tuning. We've had Brock Purdy with an extra week to clear his head, uh, an extra week of rest for Christian McCaffrey, and uh, as Debro mentioned, the return of Debo. So, yeah, the Jags D is tough. Jacksonville's third in overall defensive DVOA behind only the Browns and Ravens. But, yeah, I think the 49ers are going to score points. 
I want to throw out a player prop here, and, and anybody listening can find these sorts of player props on bettingpros.com. I'll be drawing from the DraftKings Sportsbook odds, obviously, but you can kind of shop around and look at any sportsbooks you want uh, on the Betting Pros page, which is a cool, cool feature. Calvin Ridley over under four and a half receptions, 53 and a half receiving yards. Do we like either of those bets? Again, it's four and a half receptions, 53 and a half receiving yards for Calvin Ridley. Anybody watching on YouTube can see the way that Debro's going. Talked about this early in the week, baby. Calvin Ridley versus the coverage that they're going to run for San Francisco. Plus, they've been giving up a lot of production to deep passing. I think it's a Ridley week. I've already, if people are following me, at bettingpros.com slash Debro, then you should be. Then you've already tailed the bets, man. I've already put those in. I put I bet the over for receptions and receiving yards already this week. Fitz, are you in line with Debro on this one? I'll defer to Debro um since he is uh an expert in these areas. I'll I'll say yes, but man, I'm a little worried that like f- weirdly Calvin Ridley has not produced as well with Zay Jones out. You would think there would be like a target spillover to um Ridley with Zay Jones out of the picture and uh do do we know is Zay Jones coming back this week Debro what's the, the he's status? limited as of right now I I honestly think he's probably going to be out another week um that just the way that they've talked about it I think P- Peterson came out and said like he'll be out there at practice but I don't think he's going to be up to a full go and with him already getting pushed earlier this season and then having the setback and then being out for multiple weeks I think this time around, they're a little bit more conservative. Yeah. But I'll, yeah. I'll go over the four and a half. I mean, the, the 49ers secondary has been pretty flammable this season. Yeah. Let me make you feel a little bit better here, Pat. So 55% of single high from the 49ers since week five. Calvin Ridley's numbers versus single high, 25% target share, 46% air yard share, 2.0 yards per route run, baby. Well, good numbers. Let's move to Saints at Vikings. Key question here. What kind of encore do we expect from Josh Dobbs in Minnesota going up against a very good defense? And I mean, that Dobbs is one of the stories of the season, like kind of surprisingly. And, and that was just such an impressive performance. Now that he has a week to learn the names of his teammates and the plays <laughs> in the playbook and all this stuff. What do we expect out of him going up against what is admittedly a very good defense in, in the Saints? Fitz, what are you expecting out of Dobbs and really the Minnesota passing attack as a whole? Yeah, what a storybook performance in his Vikings debut with the two touchdown passes so and the one touchdown run and the upset of the Falcons. Um, I, I don't expect a prolific passing output for him. He still had less than two weeks to process the system, the playbook. Uh, hopefully he does know the names of his teammates by now, but... <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I, I think we'll see more of the usual opportunistic running from Josh Dobbs. Like he has averaged 45 and a half rushing yards a game in his last four starts. And he's had a touchdown run in three consecutive starts. So I think that does sort of lift up his floor and uh, makes him my quarterback 15 in the rankings this week. But as far as um, the passing total, like I think it's probably going to be under 200 yards this week. So I'm I'm not wildly optimistic about TJ Hawkinson, who's banged up anyway, Jordan Addison. Um, I'm, I'm not excited about playing Vikings pass catchers, but I'm reasonably okay with playing Dobbs himself. Debro, Dobbs is quarterback 18 in the rest of season rankings. I feel like that's too low given the talent in Minnesota, obviously like assuming Jefferson is back relatively soon as well. 
and given that he has a bit of rushing upside as well. I mean, he's had four top 10 finishes at the position already this season, three of which playing with an abysmal Arizona team. Having said that, there's not a lot of guys you can really bump down. It's obviously a strong position, but but where should Dobbs be rest of the season? Like He feels like a pretty startable quarterback in fantasy given the situation he's now in, at least as long as he's not facing a terrible matchup, right? Yeah, I, I think mid QB two is perfectly fine. Like I pulled up my ranks, I've got him as QB sixteen, and that, and this is not so much a a fade Josh Dobbs conversation as it is. There's just guys that I think need to be over him. Like considering the volume as crazy as Sam Howell, the roller coaster that is every week. Uh, the guy's leading the NFL passing attempts. He's got to be over Dobbs, even with the rushing and stuff. So. Him, Justin Fields still kind of hanging in the wind, Kyler Murray, these different guys, like they're all in that same type of level. I just prefer them because of offensive situation, the upside, things like that. It's not that I don't like Dobbs, but I think it's appropriate as far as looking at him as a mid QB too. Like I would be totally fine having Dobbs on my roster. Like if you had Dobbs and say Kyler Murray. I would be fine with that. And then you just roll back and forth between the two of them and play matchups for the rest of the season. Totally fine. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is like, if you're in a super flex format, you're very happy with him as your QB too, yep. but he's Agreed. not the type of guy that's going to break into like the QB one range. We, we certainly assume mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Like I said, I recognize I don't have the answer of like, who do you bump down to make room for him higher than 18? It just feels low given what's around him. But I recognize that there's a, a lot low. of good names kind of in that same range. I do have a second question on this game too. Where should we be ranking Taysom Hill at tight end each week at this point? And along those lines, he's plus 750 to score the first touchdown in this one. Debro, what are we doing with Taysom Hill going forward at a position that's been a bugaboo for people for a long time? I mean, since I'll keep throwing this stat out there until it stops being true. But since week six, there's still only Travis Kelsey. Only Travis Kelsey has scored more points per game than Taysom freaking Hill. So (laughs) top... I mean, you could make a conversation for him inside of the top five. Is that as crazy as that sounds? But he keeps doing it and he does it different ways every single week. It's like when I write him up in in the primer, I'm like, death taxes in Taysom Hill. You cannot stop him. You can only hope to contain him. He's either going to throw. He's going to run. He's going to catch passes as a tight end. Like any way it goes, Taysom seems to get there. So I I don't know if I'm going to be bullish enough to say definitively he is a top five guy, but in my rest of season rankings right now, I've got him as, oh, that is kind of blasphemous. Um, I've got him as tight end 12, but I think the conversation for him starts somewhere between tight end seven and eight. So, so you kind of beat me to the punch. I was going to bring up that in the rest of season rankings, the expert consensus rankings, rest of season he, I was going to have you guess, but since you already said it, he's tight at 11. And I think a lot of people are like you, where maybe they slow. haven't fo- totally moved him up all the way just yet. He's moved up four spots in the last week. He was tight end 15 a week ago. But Fitz, I mean, are, are you kind of on the same page that tight end 11 is just too low? I mean, he's been t- a top 10 tight end four straight weeks, top five tight end three straight weeks. I just moved him to tight end seven. Yeah, so he's, in, he's inside there. my top ten. And Debro said he's only behind Kelsey over the last six weeks in uh, fantasy points per game. Last yeah, four since weeks, week six. Last yep. four weeks, he's ahead of Kelsey. He's number one over the last four weeks. That and is... over 
Over that stretch, his last four games, Taysom Hill has 135 rushing yards, 126 (laughs) receiving yards, 51 (laughs) passing yards, three touchdown runs, a touchdown catch, and a touchdown pass. It's like I tell Debro and our guy Joe Pisapia on our Monday waiver show every week, Taysom Hill is an open-ended straight flush draw. He just gives you so mm-hmm. many ways to make a big hand. And uh, wait a second, is is that lo- reference lost on you, Worm? Do you play poker? More important, Worm. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many gaping holes on your movie watching resume. I have to ask: Have you ever seen the movie Rounders? I know. Oh, I knew. Worm, you better have the, seen this movie. The, I the, swear, the I'll drive to your house said, and we the will watch you it brought together. Up poker. I knew Rounders was going to get brought up, especially because people always ask me about people calling me Worm. Worm? Have I seen Rounders? The answer is I've seen about 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Dude, come on. Are you but that's mm. what that's the one with um is that the one where where It's even got your namesake in it. How have you not is is that the, that's the one where Malkovich is like pay that man his money right? Yes, yeah, so like in the, he's the okay, Russian yeah. Matt Damon, yes. Ed Norton, it, great it movie, is, dude. Come on, so good. I've heard Joey good Kinnish, baby. I'm like not, I'm not oh actively my. avoiding it. I just haven't gotten oh. to, it, to finish it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. To, also to, to answer it. your question, I, while I enjoy playing poker every now and then, like with friends, as like just to come to random, hey, let's play cards. It's not something I like know very well as a strategy or anything. We often p- play poker on the team trips with fantasy pros. We have some really sharp players. Yes. Uh, I am not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so all I heard is Fitz uh, team trip this year. You bring the duct tape. I'll bring rounders and we're going to make, <laughs> uh, we're going to make a uh, worm. Watch it. Wait, yes. Which one is worm? Is it, is it Edward Norton? Yes. Edward Norton. He's, and it, right, yeah. It's so blasphemous that you don't even know that. I, 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 I don't even know. I don't have words the, for you. The other right one now. with my namesake and we can move on after this is people are always like, what up, big perm? I mean, big worm, but I don't know what that's from. I know it's from a movie, what... and people say it to me all the time. I, I, yeah, just when I think you've hit the bottom, like you can't get lower on movie takes, you come out here and get surprised. Well, that's me, not a take. That's just ignorance. Like I just, I well, haven't, I don't know what it's sorry, from. Excuse I me, haven't movie seen facts. I, I like movies, <sighs> and I have good opinions on movies. I just. Apparently haven't you, seen enough. You, think, oh, you, you have good. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Self-appointed let's, good opinions. Let's, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> if you guys need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Fellas, let's move to Packers at Steelers. Key question here. Deontay Johnson has 29 targets to George Pickens' 18 since Johnson returned. Can both players produce in fantasy at the same time? Fitz, I'll start with you. Oh, man, I want to believe so. And it's going to take a big play or two from Pickens. Um, It's just like his ability to be a prolific target earner with Deontay Johnson around. Like that's something he still has to prove. And, um, like, there have been four games with Deontay and four games without Deontay. And in the games with Deontay, 
Pickens' yardage productivity is basically cut in half. I think he was just over 80 yards a game without Deontay, and with Deontay, he's at like 41 yards a game. So, um, man, it it sort of stinks for the Pickens investors who were really enjoying the windfall when Deontay wasn't around. But, um, like, I do think we have to maybe lower our expectations, and the floor is certainly lower for him every week with Deontay healthy. Debra, what do you make of the situation? I, I think the, the the unequivocal answer is no. I, I do not think that both these guys can produce on a weekly basis. And not only does this come down to Deontay Johnson, who has swallowed up the target share. I mean, the last two weeks, Deontay Johnson, 31% target share. George Pickens, 13%. Deontay Johnson, 37% first read share. George Pickens, 20%. That is that divide is massive. That's Grand Canyon style. And the bigger overarching point about this and why Pickens and Deontay cannot produce in the same weeks. Usually this all comes down to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett can't support two different wide receivers. He's he's proven this over multiple seasons. He just can't. When when have we I mean, come on, guys, let's let's think about this. Have we seen any in his career, any Kenny Pickett ceiling performances like where he's gone for 350 and and three scores or anything it's it's non-existent so really it's okay who's gonna be the guy this week probably Deontay Johnson and and pick your poison because that uh, he cannot support more than one if one pass catcher at this point it's almost like you shouldn't have invested in a guy who didn't break out until he was a fifth-year senior uh, to <laughs> be your quarterback of the future. Crazy. Yeah. That's, who could have guessed? I, I still remember people using Kenny Pickett and Joe Burrow in the same sentence oh. when he was a prospect, and I was like, no, 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 no. You get that name out your mouth. To, you get that name out your mouth. To you be fair, find the soap and you get that name out your mouth. To, no, to, to be fair, Fitz, um, I'm not sure if a Packers fan is one to be throwing stones about quarterbacks invested in the future. Dude, uh, I didn't like geez. the Jordan. Hey, man. Dude, uh, fighting words, man. <laughs> I, I, I like love better than Pickett. That's not a very high bar to clear. I do want to ask you about. Can I say neither? <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you a. Uh, uh, player prop about Jordan Love. So I'm going to give you his three player props here. Fitz, tell me which one you'd most want to bet on over under one and a half passing touchdowns this week, over under 215 and a half passing yards and over under 13 and a half rushing yards, which Jordan Love player prop do you like best under one and a half touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Yep, that the same the one for you? That stood out to me. Yeah. That's the one that's as soon as you said that when I was like, okay, the passing yardage is a good line. Rushing yardage is a good line. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be slamming the under on the passing touchdowns. All right, let's move to the next game. Titans at Buccaneers. Rashad White had easily the best game of his season in Week 9. How will he follow that up against a Titans defense that wants to stop the run but has been run on a little in recent weeks more so than early on in the year, Debra? I think he's going to have more success than we're probably going to give him credit for. And I know I've not been the biggest stan of Rashad White. His tackle-breaking metrics have not been amazing. They still aren't. But this Tennessee Titans run defense has faltered since week five. We're looking at a team that has the 13th lowest stuff rate, the 11th highest yards of contact per attempt allowed. And they're also giving it up. Like, they're allowing the highest, the highest yards per carry to zone runs, which comprise 57% of Rashad White's rushing volume. So this honestly could be the best rushing performance. I know that's a low bar, but the best rushing performance he has of the season thus far. 
Fitz, what do you think about this matchup for White? Even if White doesn't um, connect as a rusher, even if he gets held to under 50 rushing yards, he can still click for fantasy because he's on pace for 70 catches and 593 <sighs> receiving yards on the season. And oh, by the way, Rashad White has been targeted 34 times this season. Only one of those 34 targets has fallen incomplete. He's got 33 out of 34 balls wow. this season. So um, that's so yeah. Impressive. I mean, like he can get with the pass catching production he has had. Like he can still have an RB one week, even if he's under 50 rushing yards. Can we also uh, throw it out there that it's even more impressive because those are Baker Mayfield quality yeah. targets. So, <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, at, at least. Baker has that Tom Brady checkdown gene going. So, uh, yeah. you know, White's passing game productivity is still there. We, we are just yep, hammering quarterbacks right and left on this show. It's, oh, man. it's well, a tough week Nobody's safe. To be fair. Nobody's yeah. safe. Look at, look at who's gone. No Patrick Mahomes, no Jalen yeah. Hurts, no Tua Tungavailoa, no Matthew Stafford. It is a farewell to arms. It's it's the Hemingway uh, week 10. So, yeah, uh, that's a real. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. Man, uh, November is such an awesome sports month. Second half of the NFL season, NBA and NHL are in full swing. College football is delivering some great rivalry matchups. And of course, Fitz and I get to become Big Ten basketball degenerates once again. And while we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing in the world better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games for any sport is on Game Time, the official ticketing app of the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. They let you view, see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're always getting a great deal, and it takes no time at all. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and redeem code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS, all one word, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Fellas, let's move to the late afternoon slate. Falcons at Cardinals. Key question. It's an obvious one. What do we expect from Kyler Murray's return, Fitz? Uh, good question. You would think Kyler maybe wouldn't run as aggressively in his first game back since uh, knee surgery, but who knows? Kyler's a pretty remarkable athlete, so um, I think we'll see some rust, but hopefully we'll see him make some good throws and uh, hopefully connect with Marquise Hollywood Brown on at least one or two deep shots. Now, Debra, you had Kyler Murray as a must-start on yesterday's start-sit show are we thinking big things for him in, in his first game back? We're, we're, we're still wanting to be aggressive, you know, relative to consensus. I am. I think that Kyle, Kyler Murray, I've got him as my QB nine this week. Um, I think that he is going to come back. And this is really not only just a Kyler Murray take, but how much the Atlanta Falcons pass defense has fallen off. Um, since week five, they've given up the second most passing touchdowns and the fifth highest pass rating. So, you know, gone are the weeks of me riding up in the primer like, oh, don't wor worry about the A.J. Terrell shadow. You need to be concerned with this. Now it's kind of like, oh, A.J. Terrell's going to shadow him. It's kind of a good thing. Mm. So Hollywood, I mean, wheels up, man. Trey McBride's got a good matchup. Kyler's back. Um, outside of you're worried about Atlanta's pressure rate, but outside of that, their secondary has been playing terribly lately. So really, this is me leaning into the matchup saying that, look, as as Fitz pointed out, 
Quarterback options are pretty nasty this week. So a big game from Kyler Murray could vault him top 10, maybe even top five this week. I've got a second question here, and you know, it pains me to ask, but how far, just given this whole Arthur Smith thing, how far are we moving down oh, John Robinson in our rest of the season running back rankings? Ugh. His line this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, his over-under is 55 and a half rushing yards, but really just from a fantasy perspective, rest of season, like we got to stop expecting Smith to get with the program, right, Fitz? I mean, he's RB13 in my rest of season rankings. The usage is just so infuriating. Even if you take out the infamous one carry illness game, he's averaging 12.8 carries a game. And he's had more than 14 carries in a game one time this season. Tyler Algier has 13 more rushing attempts than Bijan Robinson this year. And, you know, even though Bijan hasn't been hurt, it's terrible. Minus the illness game. Uh, Algiers averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Bijan is averaging five yards per carry. And I know like some of that is because Algiers done a lot of short yardage running and that sort of reduces the efficiency. And Bijan's getting more like early down looks. But still, man, like, is there any question Bijan is a lot better? And, you know, like the the expectation on Bijan runs is significantly greater than for Tyler Algier runs. Like, it's just so maddening. So, like, uh, he's in a high-end RB2 at this point. Just, <laughs> that's really distressing. <sighs> Debra, what do you think? I've got him higher in my ranks. Like, I've still got him as an RB1. I've got him at RB8. And and th- there's two parts or pieces that I want to point out here. One, if the Falcons keep losing, Arthur Smith is gone. Bye-bye. So part of that, I, I, I'm I'm delving a little bit of that into my ranks. And two, the ta- we know that the talent is there. When I pull up his efficiency rankings every single week with the primer, I'm like, he's really freaking good. All they just have to do is get out of their own way, give him the ball, and just let him do the thing. So for me, it's still betting on talent, and it's also the out that if the Falcons do not win, we could see Arthur kick to the curb. So I'm still going to I'm willing to bet on Bijan rest of season. And right now, I mean, it's a fantastic time. If you still do have faith, just even in the talent, you can get him for a lot cheaper than you probably should be able to because everybody I mean, we're talking about it. Everybody's tired of this. We're all tired of it. We're tired of Arthur's explanations, his his six-minute soliloquies where he talks about absolutely nothing and all things at the same time. So I'm going to bet on the talent. Yeah, I tweeted this earlier from the main account, and it just – I thought it was very fitting, but like from the Knives Out sequel, um, Glass Onion, when he's like, uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. And the girl's like, so dumb, it's brilliant. He's like, no, it's just no, dumb. No, it's just dumb. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great <laughs> meme, and I think it really applies to you. literally every fantasy manager whenever Wait. Arthur Smith speaks. So you have seen that movie? Yeah, That's, great movie. I, a, lo- I love the Knives Out movie. Oh, I mean, it's come out the in the last faith. five years. <laughs> the so yeah. Hey, this will actually be more hate than any other movie take, but I think Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. So I'm a big Ryan Johnson guy. Who I'm done. Knives no, Out and no. Glass uh, Onion. You're, I'm, you're, you're, I'm fully no, on board. No, I'm, I'm like this close to walking <laughs> off right now, but it just, just out the chair. That one gone. I recognize uh-uh. is like uh, people disagree with, which is fine. It's, oh, 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 oh. I, it's my opinion. I'm not a fan of that one. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's go to Lions at Chargers. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had his huge breakout game the last time we saw the Lions. 31 total touches, 189 yards, total yards, plus a touchdown. 
But how much will the return of David Montgomery hurt him? What's the backfield split going to look like here, Debra? I think, and I wrote this up in the primer, like, look, like, I think we're going to see 50-50, 60-40. And I, look, we finally have gotten to a, a beautiful Shangri-La of people not griping about Jameer Gibbs. I don't think that we stay there for the rest of the season. But I think that we also can, we're going to get ceiling weeks out of both of these guys moving forward. It's just, it's going to come down to game script. It's going to come down to matchups and situation. Like this week, I have Jameer Gibbs ranked over David Montgomery. I think I, I give credit to Ben Johnson and this offense and saying, look, okay, well, they've been more pass heavy lately. They're not dumb enough to just say, okay, 25 carries, even though they're going to be inefficient as all get out from David Montgomery, just trying to run on the chargers. So I think this is going to be a Gibbs game, but there are going to be David Montgomery games in the future. So I think when it's all said and done, looking from this point forward to the rest of the season, 50, 50, maybe 60, 40, David Montgomery. Fitz, what are you expecting here? Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say like 55-45 Montgomery. But like, yeah. would we be totally shocked if we went back to like the 70-30 Montgomery split we've seen in the past? No. Like, it it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. This Chargers run defense is so much better than it used to be. Like, it's it's actually a tough matchup now. Um So, yeah, like, I want to think that the genie is out of the bottle for Jameer Gibbs. But I... I I think Gibbs investors should mentally gird themselves for the possibility that it goes back to the way it was in the opening weeks of the season and uh, Gibbs workload shrivels. Hopefully it's not the case, but just prepare yourselves for that so you're not crushed. I would like to play a game real fast. Can can we rub the lamp and you you tell me uh, looking at some of these upcoming games just just real quick. Who, which, which is it a Montgomery game or a Gibbs game? I'm going to give you the opponent. Now we're going to rattle off. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chargers this week. You'd think Gibbs. Okay. Bears. Oh, definitely Gibbs. Okay. Packers. Um, M- Montgomery. Okay. Saints. Probably As Gibbs. A toss up. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Toss up. Toss up there. So another, another uh, matchup with the Bears. So another Gibbs game. Okay, the Broncos, probably David Montgomery. Montgomery for sure. Okay, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. So Vikings, who are you going? Um, the Vikings, Gibbs. Okay, and the Cowboys. Yeah, um, neither. No, uh, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably, pro- probably Gibbs. I mean, that's a lot of Gibbs games. That's a lot of up, right. Man. A lot of pretty tough yeah, run defenses. A lot of Gibbs games. Let's hit one last betting pros over under challenge here with Justin Herbert coming off a very poor game for his fantasy managers. His line this week is all the way up at 22 fantasy points against the Lions. Do we think he can hit that mark? He has been outside the top 20 finishers at quarterback in two of the past three weeks. Again, the line is 22 fantasy points, Debro. No, I don't think that he hits that. I've got him nowhere close to that uh, this week. Uh, I I know that I stand opposed from consensus, but right now I've got... Justin Herbert's not in my top five or six quarterbacks for the week. Fitz, where do you have Herbert, and, and are you expecting 22 fantasy points? I'm torn on this. I, I do have to go under. Um, the one thing that gives you hope that he could maybe get over it is that the Lions have been one of the most prolific pass-funnel defenses in the league. Like They are, I think, top five in opponent passing percentage uh, against them, but yeah, it, it's just without the weapons with no Mike Williams, with no Josh Palmer. 
uh, and with Quentin Johnston not really stepping up. Like, I don't know if Her- Herbert has the ammunition to get over 22 fantasy points. Let's head to Giants at Cowboys. Um, this spread has gotten as high as 17 and a half points in some places. Just a hilariously lopsided game. Uh, given the matchup, this has to be the week we finally get the Tony Pollard we were hoping for this year. Right, Debro? I hope so. <laughs> it doesn't happen this week. Don't know when it's going to happen. And, and I, I thought it was really curious because I didn't realize when I looked at Tony Pollard's game logs, the matchup with the Giants is the last time he actually scored a touchdown. That that blew my mind. I was like, he's got to have some in between, right? Like, nope. Double tuddied in that week. Nothing. Hoo-hoo. Goose egg. Since. So... I think this is going to be the Tony Pollard week. I think he's going to get in the end zone and have a bounce back game. Yeah, Fitz, where do you have Pollard ranked this week at the position? He's oh, he's God. in consensus running back eight and half PPR, and we've just been waiting for that smash spot from him. Yeah, I think I started with him at RB9 and then moved him up to RB7. So I'm That's around consensus. Um, like We've only seen him get more than 15 touches once in his last five games. The efficiency has really nosedived, at least by Tony Pollard's standards, four yards per carry and 6.6 yards per catch, which would both be career lows for him. Like you would think the the game script with Dallas as 17 and a half point favorites against the Giants would favor him. But then again, I mean, maybe we just see a lot of Rico Dowdle. So uh, cautious optimism. But man, like it's it's been pretty bleak lately for Tony Pollard investors. On DraftKings, CeeDee Lamb's player prop is uh, 78.5 receiving yards. He has uh, not just gone over that number in three straight weeks, but has absolutely obliterated that number in three straight games. Will he do it again this week, or will the Cowboys not need to throw it so much that he doesn't get there? Debro, what do you think? 78.5 receiving yards over or under? I love that you bring up that narrative because when, when we see these large, wide spreads, people always go there, and it's like, not not you, Worm, but like we hear that a lot. Okay, well, what if they're not going to have? They still got to get there. And like yeah. the, to blow a team out, unless we're projecting three defensive touchdowns or something like that, and it just throws the game out of whack. Well, they, well to be fair, in this, to. in this one, that could happen. It it could it could happen, but, but yes, for me, I, I take your point in general. I think Ceedee Lamb is he is starting or he's in the midst of an AJ Brown type of run. Dallas came out of the bye and they're like, you know what? Better things happen on the NFL field when we feed Ceedee Lamb. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to go screaming over this, and just for everybody out there, his yards per route run against man coverage with the Giants are running at a top three rate, five point five. That's an astronomical. That's like almost Tyreek Hill level number. That's that's insane. Give me the over. Fifth, seventy-eight yeah, and a half. I've already bet the over. I mean, yep. who's the Giants' co- slot corner? Cordero Flott. Like, yeah, he's Cordero not Flott. stopping C.D. Lamb. Come on, no. man. Lamb's going over a hundred yards. Yep. Last game in the late afternoon slate: Commanders at Seahawks. Seahawks got pantsed by the Ravens' defense last <laughs> week. Are we just throwing that out? Or uh, and confidently starting them against what should be a very poor commander's defense, or is there any cause for concern? Fitz, uh, what do we make of the Seahawks offense coming off of that terrible game in Baltimore? I mean, I'm starting Metcalf and Lockett. I, I can't say I'm starting them confidently. Like the thing is, Geno Smith has just not been very good this year, which has made Metcalf and Lockett less effective than usual. And now, um, 
the backfield is kind of hard to read too with Kenneth Walker. He's had this calf injury. Now he's got a chest issue. So um, it's kind of hard to tell whether the injuries have led to Charbonnet getting more snaps than Walker the last two weeks, or if Charbonnet has kind of earned that. Uh, We know Pete Carroll runs a meritocracy and and maybe like this is going to be a split backfield going forward. So even with this positive matchup, like I'm, I'm not feeling super confident in any single Seahawks player this week for fantasy. Debra, how are you approaching this one? Uh, I, I feel good about Metcalf because he's the healthiest guy on the receiving depth chart right now. I mean, I don't know if we see a fully healthy version of Tower Lockett for the rest of the year. I mean, he's he's been limited the entire season, basically, with his hamstring. And now JSN popping up with a hip. Um, Metcalf's the only guy that I feel great about, like, considering the injuries surrounding this passing attack. I think Geno has played better than people realize because his deeper metrics are still really good in a lot of spots. He just hasn't had the passing touchdowns and he's had a lot of interceptions. So I I think that Gino has played better than people give him credit for, but this offense as a whole, it's really banged up, man. Like even Noah Fant was dinged up earlier in the week or last week, JSN. I mean, like everybody is dinged up in this offense. So obviously that's going to take the efficiency down a, a decent amount, but I feel okay about Metcalf. Fitz, you are the low man on Gino in the uh, staff rankings. Debro, I don't know if you've updated this, but he's QB eleven mm-hmm. for you. Erickson yep. has him at QB six, and Fitz, you got him down at QB fourteen. So uh, maybe I'm not none of us are quite as aggressive I mean, as Erickson. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling okay about um, it. Oh, that's some that's some yeah. spicy Kool Aid, baby. I mean, I get I get it just saying, like, listen, he just came off of games against Baltimore and Cleveland. Like, don't want to judge him too harshly for that. You know, the, the commanders got rid of their best pass rushers. Like, this defense should be one that you can throw on. So I, I get it. I mean, maybe not QB6 level get it, but I, I get being aggressive on him, at least above consensus, which I think is QB11. Also, let's move to Sunday night football here. Jets at Raiders, another one of these absolutely banner primetime games. Uh, We got the interim coach first week bump after a midseason firing last week from the Raiders. Will this Vegas offense have another big day against what is a much tougher Jets defense? And also as a corollary, will Devontae Adams actually get involved this time, Fitz? I like to think so. I mean, Aiden O'Connell's made two starts and Devontae Adams has 20 targets in those two starts. So, um... But man, like I do think Aiden O'Connell's going to struggle to do business against this Jets secondary as, uh, you know, a lot of more established quarterbacks do. So even though Devontae Adams is a Hall of Fame talent, uh, I couldn't get him higher than wide receiver 14 in my rankings. And I think I'm actually above consensus on him at 14. And uh, Jacoby Myers, I've got like at, at wide receiver 38, I think. So um yeah, I mean, considering the caliber of the cornerbacks the Jets have and that the targets are going to be coming from a rookie quarterback who was drafted on day three, I just can't get too excited about any of these receivers, uh, Devontae or Jacoby. You are above consensus, just barely. He's wide receiver 15 and half PPR rankings according to consensus. Okay. Debra, it looks like you're right in line with Fitz, which is also in line with yep. consensus. Erickson, once again, is the high man. He's got him at wide receiver eight. But no. uh, Debra, you're kind of in the same spot on Devontae and, and also yeah. just this offense as a whole going into this one. I, I Look, Aiden O'Connell threw the ball 25 times. I think that we're going to see less than that this week. Uh, that Last week's matchup was a, was an easier pass defense to go against. So we could be looking at a game where Aiden O'Connell maybe throws the ball 20 times, maybe less than 20 times, to be honest. And I just don't think the volume is going to be there because Antonio Pierce isn't stupid. He's going to say, look, like you can run 
on the Jets. You can, and they will. So I think this is just put the ball in Josh Jacobs' belly, let him run. And Devontae Adams, I got to have him at wide receiver 16. I've got Jacoby Myers at wide receiver 39. Me and Fitz are hand-holding here, basically. So, And the more we talk about this, I think wide receiver 16 is probably a little bit too nice for Devontae Adams. I'm going to bump him down even further in my ranks. Let's wrap up with Monday Night Football. Broncos at Bills. Key question here, Javante Williams got a whopping 27 carries in the Broncos' last game before the bye. How aggressively are we ranking him against the Bills? It's a defense that can be run on. Is he all the way back as a great fantasy running back, D-Bro? Oh, he's all the way back. I was screaming this to high heaven the week before versus the Chiefs. I I told everybody, I was like, this is the week that Javante gets unleashed, and we saw it happen. He's topped in in every efficiency metric you can find. I've got Javante Williams as my RB4 for the week. The matchup is there. You can run on the Bills. He's going to get 20 to 25 touches. Denver has shown they're willing to let him run. The Bills' defense is a shell of itself. Outside of their ability to pressure, they cannot stop the pass. They cannot stop the run right now. Denver's going to win this game. So go out there. Bet your money line on Denver. Javante is going to roll. Fitz, there's no way you're as high on Javante as D-Bro is. Javante, for the record, in, in ECR is RB16 this week in half PPR. Yeah, I'm above consensus, but below D-Bro. I'm at RB14. Uh, I, I do think he's close to being in RB1 range every week, though. Like, we typically see running backs have a lot of value in Sean Payton's system. And when they're super talented running backs like Alvin Kamara or uh, Javante Williams, yeah, then then we're cooking with gas. So um, do really like the matchup against the Bills, just not quite as high as uh, Debro is. He uh, was RB9 last week. Where is he at in ECR right now, Worm? 16. 16, I think it was. Yep, 16. He was RB9 last week, and the matchup is better this week. Two, two weeks ago because they were on by well yes but, yes yeah. yes but yeah. but uh, i do want to have a you know, second question on the other side of this one the broncos defense has held three straight opponents to under 20 points including the chiefs twice and i know that the chiefs are you know not the well-oiled machine we usually see on the offensive side of the ball but it's still patrick mahomes holding him under 20 points is a feat should we be at all worried about any bills players in this matchup because early on in the year the broncos were uh start literally everybody you can defense and they've been better in the last month debra what do you think I would be worried about some of the secondary options for the Bills, like Gabriel Davis. This secondary is playing much, much better. So Gabriel Davis, I'm I'm a little more worried about Khalil Shakir. I think you're starting Stefan Diggs every single week, obviously, with confidence. And you're starting. We have reached the point for everybody just to to hammer this home. If you're not starting Dalton Kincaid, I, I don't know what the heck you're doing at this point. Unless you have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, there's no way... He's leaving my lineups. So Dalton Kincaid with the bullet, baby. Fitz? James Cook is the one I'm worried about. Um, Yeah, it's a good call. It's not totally about matchup, although Denver has allowed two of its last three opponents. uh, They've held them under 100 rushing yards. But it's it's maybe less to do with the matchup than just the usage and and whether maybe Leonard Fournette is going to infringe upon James Cook's role. Uh, whether it turns out to be kind of a three-way mixture if they keep Latavius Murray in the mix. So um, otherwise, like, I'm not really worried about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, 
Dalton Kincaid, even Gabe Davis. I'm I'm starting all those guys for the most part, but it's it's Cook who concerns me a little bit. Do you think Lenny's active this week? Because that dude fits. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm t- I haven't been able to get a read on that yet. So uh, why not? You know, if he's stayed in, exactly. in decent shape, unless exactly. he's like 270 Squads pounds. Squads are like, about to bust out of those baby gap shorts he's exactly. wearing. Exactly. He's been practicing for a while, right? So yep. let's see what we got Which, here. By the way, is is that just like a running back thing? Like find the smallest pair of sh- practice shorts that you can? Like <laughs> did A.J. Dillon make this a style thing? Like I, I don't get it. Like it's every running back is like, I wear short shorts. I wear shorter shorts. Like, I'm like, how do you run around and not get all like the chafage and stuff in that? Like, I don't get it, man. Uh, I'm I'm a fantasy analyst, D-Bro, not a fashion analyst. Come on. <laughs> well, uh, We're not going to ask Warren for pop culture and, and, and any other uh, life advice as far as I mean, just, it's anywhere close to his movie takes. Yeah, we'll get out of there on that. Uh, for D-Bro and Fitz, uh, I'm Ryan Warmly saying, Last Jedi is criminally underrated no, in the top five no. Star Wars movie ever. No. I'm at Ryan Warmly on Twitter. Feel free to message me Tag if that you man. disagree. Tag I will defend man. it to the death. Uh, for D-Bro and Fitz, I'm Ryan. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.